Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> Welcome to Feel Better with Tara Styles. I'm Tara Styles. Welcome to the show. Yay! All right, trying a little something new for the intro there, playing a fresh, inspired harmonica tune each time. I'm feeling inspired lately. Maybe it's the fall. Maybe it's our Strala in-person schedule happening. Yay, again, moving forward into the again years. That's wonderful. There's just a lot of really exciting things happening in our family, in our community, in our Strala community. There's a lot of exciting things happening for lots of people in our community and just in general feeling hopeful, feeling positive. So I wanted to share that positive feeling and that action of hopefulness with you all. If um, anyone out there is missing that or needing more of that, or if you've got it right now, just like I have it right now, consider this a, a high five or a hopefulness hug. And I was chatting with Mike this morning about lots of things. We have our Monday morning meeting like most businesses are supposed to have. <laughs> we kind of have that all the time. So we laugh because we have such a great time doing what we do, sharing with you all, creating what we can create in the world to make a difference and really take as best care of ourselves and each other and Daisy and our family and our community as much as we can. And of course, have fun along the way because fun is so important. And this topic came up and I thought, hey, that's a great podcast topic. Let's go for it. And the topic is getting what you want by simply asking for it. And this is a cool topic. I feel like I have a bit of a, maybe a huge different perspective than I've heard this talked about before on other podcasts and by leader friends. All are wonderful and great, but a different perspective. I really believe and I've experienced in myself and seen in lots of other people the power of working really hard, not working in a tense and rigid way, but working consistently with passion, with purpose, when nobody's watching, when nobody cares, just as much as when anybody's watching and anybody cares, and and doing that. I, I simply believe in that. I believed in that when I worked at Pizza Hut in high school. I believed in hard work then. I believed in showing up on time and folding all the boxes. When I got to my my station, and helping out the waitresses with their drink orders and helping out the manager when he would flip out and hide in the refrigerator for the, the dinner rush and helping out the drivers by getting their orders all tucked away, even though my job was literally phone girl. <laughs> what a what a sexist job title. It was literally phone girl. I don't think they had 
males on the phones for some reason, but that's okay. Looking back, I see the the funniness of the decades as as they go by and how we all change for the better collectively, slowly, I hope, right? And this cool thing of getting what you ask for came up with Mike and I. And as a lot of our conversations go, I reflected on a lot of the kind of milestones, I suppose, in my own life, personal life, and cool things that have happened in my career life. And they've all been things that I've literally asked for, not just ask the universe, universe, please give me this. And now I sit back and wait and manifest for it. Thinking about it, dreaming about it. Yes, that's absolutely essential to getting what you want because you have to figure out what it is you want (laughs) in the first place. And only you know that, only you can define that. But then there's the kind of uncomfortableness of asking for it, of asking yourself to work toward that goal, of asking yourself to be consistent toward that goal, of starting something that may feel small, may feel a little bit, oh, is anybody going to like this? But just doing it anyway because you enjoy it and you believe in it and you enjoy the fact that somebody else may be helped by this and you may be able to create a, a little life for yourself in doing this thing that you love. I felt that way about starting a class in Central Park when I sewed the flag for yoga with Tara Styles over here with my orange and white material that I bought from Mood Fabrics, <laughs> the best fabric store in New York City, and sewed this flag up. I felt very crafty, like I was doing something, preparing for something that could be cool. And even if nobody came, it didn't matter. I was still offering something exciting. And I was bringing Mike, so at least I had one person in my class. (laughs) But people came. And then having the studio in Mike's apartment, it felt real, even though it was Mike's apartment. A lot of people I know now that still practice with us were part of the Mike's apartment years, and, and that was cool asking Mike, hey, can we use your living room (laughs) for a yoga studio? He didn't want to do it at first. He thought that was weird, but he said, okay. And then he eventually saw that that was really cool. And moving down to the old crunch gym space, I loved this space. This was a yoga space in New York when it was a crunch gym at that point. It was a really weird deal with me and the landlord, a rent a rent to rent, I would call it month to month, rent to rent <laughs> arrangement where he could kick us out at any time, but we didn't owe anything at any time besides the rent. And this building was beautiful, but it had grass growing up in between <laughs> the floors because it was abandoned for years. So we stayed there for a while. And when it started to look like the whole building was going to get rented, We looked around and I asked a person who had been coming to yoga who decided that they really liked what I was doing and really liked what Mike was doing. And he is a self-made real estate and visionary of building. I asked him, he's not your typical kind of New York rental broker, but I asked him if he would help us out <laughs> and help us look for, for spaces and call anybody he knows and this kind of a thing. 
And he found us a space and convinced the landlord to rent it to me. <laughs> and this was amazing. And this was our home base for many, many years. And it was beautiful. And it was right across the street from the other place. So I figured he would say no in helping us out because that's so below what he normally spends his time doing. But he thought it was a fun project to help out somebody like me. And we're still really good friends, Mike and him and I and, and Daisy as well. He's helped us out so much over the years. And then I'm thinking about projects. I, oh, Lantern just came up the stairs. She <laughs> freaked me out a little bit. She just darted up. I met Deepak, which was so cool. That was kind of a manifesting thing. I was writing my first book and the publisher said to me, okay, who's going to write the cover blurb? And I just blurted out Deepak Chopra. I, I, I know he would love what I do because it's not dogmatic and all of these things I said so confidently. And they said, sure, go and ask him to write it. And I said, wait, I, I don't know him. I've never met him. Isn't that what you guys do? And they said, no, silly. <laughs> That's what you do. And sure enough, a few days later, literally very quickly, I got an email from an event company asking if I would come and lead a yoga class for something like $100. And oh, by the way, Deepak will be there at this small event. And I went and I, I saw this as a sign. And he came up to me, actually. I was planning on coming up to him and being brave and asking if he would write the cover blurb for my book and showing him the book, you know, the book in its proof copy. And he actually came up to me and said, I know who you are. I love your videos. I was making all these YouTube videos at the time. This was kind of the beginning of anything online really at all. And he asked if I would be in this yoga app idea that he had. And I said, yeah, sure. This sounds amazing. And I asked him right there if he would write the cover blurb for this book. And he said, yeah, sure. Happy to do that. Happy to support you. And he ended up doing it. We ended up working together and he kind of adopted me in this way. I mean, he wouldn't probably say it like that, but I very much have felt so generously supported by him and his wife, Rita, and his family and I've become friends with his daughter, Malika, who's amazing. She's now the CEO of Chopra Global, the big boss, and a wonderful author of many mindfulness books, lots of beautiful books for kids. So wonderful. And she's super fun. We've got to go to Amsterdam together. Well, we didn't go together. We ended up at this book festival together, and we hung out and got to do some silly things and put on the wooden shoes that you do in the streets of Amsterdam and went to the Van Gogh Museum and the Anne Frank House and learned and had a wonderful, reflective, beautiful day in Amsterdam. So that kind of happened because I asked for a favor. I asked for help. I asked for support. And when more and more opportunities were coming my way, I met Jane Fonda she was doing a, a DVD project to get people together that were the next generation of fitness. And I was on this list and I got a phone call and I said, amazing, what do I need to do? They said, get yourself to California to meet Jane. And I said, yes, okay. <laughs> so I booked myself a plane ticket, got to California, stayed in, I think it was the Standard Hotel. It was the cheapest, non-scary hotel I could find. 
And actually there, I asked them if I could lead free yoga classes on the pool deck, because when I see an open space, I see a place to lead a yoga class. That's just how my mind works. So I actually created a great relationship with this hotel chain of leading free yoga classes. And they said, well, we'd love to pay you for this. You're doing this nice thing for the people here at the hotel and the community. Every time you come, more people would come in. I said, okay, even if you're not staying here, come in for the yoga, order some food, hang around, this kind of a thing. So they started to comp my stays or give me free hotel stays when I would stay. And that's all I really needed (laughs) or all I really wanted. So I asked for what I wanted there. And I really wanted to lead that yoga class. That was really fun for me, a great way to meet people. I met Catherine Budig that way. I met uh, Ashley Albrand, who was in LA at that time. Uh, Karina and Katrina from the Tone It Ups came. They're wonderful people in their own avenues now, but they were also in that project with Jane Fonda, but I was getting to know them more and all the wonderful things they were creating and doing and interested in. So this was a cool opportunity for for me as well, but it all came from asking, what do I want? What do I want? And none of this was copying what someone else was doing, because if I did that, then it wouldn't actually be what I wanted. <laughs> and this is where the the magic or the mind tricks come in a little bit. And it gets really tricky now because there's social media. There wasn't social media when I started all of this or started what I'm doing now. Now, everybody, I would, shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people spend a lot of time looking at what other people are doing more than before, <laughs> before 2010, 2012, 2015. So much has changed and not a lot of time. But really asking for what you want works. It's so incredible what else happened that I can share as an example. And I think this is, this is different and unique because it's, it's different than this conversation of know your worth and ask for a lot of money. Unpopular opinion, I don't really believe in that. I believe in not accepting things that are going to wear you out. But sometimes when you're working with someone else, the budget is the budget and that's it. Yes, you're worth everything, but the value of what you do doesn't take away or add in the value of who you are as a human being. So sometimes you're just not going to get the rate that you think you should get. And if it makes you feel awful about yourself, then you have a choice to do the gig or to not do the gig. This is usually within working with other people. But It's really tricky, and I think a lot of younger people have a hard time with this, thinking of themselves as, oh, I'm worth so much, so I'm only going to accept this large amount of money to do this gig or this partnership or whatever it is. And sometimes that's just in the budget, and yay, it's sort of like winning a prize. Wow, cool. (laughs) Thank you. I will accept that. And sometimes you're doing things for free, and sometimes you're doing things for not a lot of money. But you have to decide where your bandwidth is and when it's appropriate to do something for free. Maybe it's never appropriate for you to do something for free. Maybe that won't make you feel good. For me, I'm I'm happy to do. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Things for free or as a gift if it's for a charity, if it's for a community project, if it's for a local yoga studio. There's many examples, but those are just a few that have come up in the last little bit of time that I basically do regularly for free, essentially. I don't think about it as for free. I think about it as showing up and volunteering and I gain so much from these things. I gain experience. I gain new friendships. I gain new people that learn about ease and what I'm offering. So it's not nothing <laughs> to do something for free in that way. <sighs> but so many cool things happen when you ask this partnership with Reebok that I had for many years started off as really just an idea. Reebok wanted to do something in yoga, but there wasn't really an idea. So we had a meeting. And I always feel like in these meetings that anything is possible. Who knows? And I'm not talking about money, any money amount that I'm going to get and you're going to give me is possible. I think that's kind of a not so nice way to think at least in the very beginning, you got to figure out the idea first <laughs> and how the idea will be sustainable. So I was brought in to the corporate headquarters to meet everybody, which was so exciting already, even if nothing happened out of it. That was really fun for me. And I said, you know what, guys, I'm having a hard time finding yoga clothes that are comfortable, that are soft that are relaxing in the feeling, that are also fun and vibrant and exciting in the colors and are sustainable. And everybody in the room looked at me and said, let's do this. <laughs> and it was, it was a yes all around. And we had two years together of co-creating this really successful global clothing line that really changed everything for me and changed clothing at Reebok as well. And it was a group effort that I got to be a part of because I was brave enough to ask for what I wanted. I got to bring in clothes that I liked, clothes that I didn't like. I got to bring in clothes that weren't yoga clothes and kind of play stylist in a way and bring in mood boards and things that I would find in Japan and different patterns and all of these things that are interesting to me and simply ask for what I wanted to wear. <laughs> and then sure, let's make it a partnership. Let's figure out the, the deal, the structure. These kinds of things come later, at least in my preference, in my experience. I don't want to figure out the deal first and then work back and think, well, what, what amount of work am I willing to do for that amount of money? Because yuck, that's, that's a yuck for me in a creative way. And cool thing was, it went really, really well. It was really successful for everyone involved. So at the end of two years, we extended it for three more years. <laughs> and that was really fun. And a similar thing happened working with W Hotels. 
there was no gig there. I met two gals that worked for Starwood, the W brand at the time. And they said, we want to do something. This sounds really cool. You're really cool. You're doing something cool. And I said, you know what? I'm staying at the W all the time now. I was thinking about the standard back then. It was becoming too much of a party hotel for me. I don't party. <laughs> I'll have a glass of wine or whatever. Not so much in the last few years, but back then I'd have a glass of wine or whatever. But I wanted to go to bed and wake up fresh because I was doing a yoga shoot or back then a DVD shoot or an appearance or an event or something. And I didn't want to be up all night because someone was in the hallway partying or someone in the room next door was partying. So I, I started a, a credit card where I could gain points and stay at Starwood Hotels. <laughs> so W was my new hotel inspiration at that time. So meeting these gals was awesome for me. And I said, you know, what I want when I go to hotel is to do yoga in bed, is to have a yoga mat in the room, is to hang around and make it cool and fun and easy. And they said, yes, let's do this. And they took this to a whole new level. They did so many fun things for me. I got to travel all around the world. They put my face on a key card all around the world. Every single key card had my face and my name on it. <laughs> it was amazing. And I had this idea to do little tip cards in the room where you could have this postcard, literally, that's a gift in the tray. And it says a yoga pose you could do to feel better, to energize, to detox, to de-stress, these kind of buzzwords that they were using at the time. And I said, we could have a lot of fun with this. And we did. And I'm still friends with everybody who worked on that project because we had so much fun. And the cool thing is, now I'm planning projects with those people who worked there at the time of the W gig because they've all moved on and they have other projects they're working on. And I asked <laughs> and we're doing more. I think this really comes to the lesson anyway, is asking yourself first, what do you want? Because if you look around and say, well, that person has that and that person has that, you're just going to get depressed. You're just going to get annoyed, frustrated, angry, bent out of shape, and pulled off your own center. Your projects are for you. Your happiness is for you. Your success is for you. However you define it, it's for you. And you're the only one that can define it, and you're the only one that can find it. This is why, and I know it's so corny that I always come back to practice, yoga works best for your life when it feels like you. So when you're in a position, you can stay in the position like you've seen someone else stay in the position, or you can be in the position and explore around and then notice how you feel. Notice what's going on with you right in that very moment and then respond. Getting to know yourself is the most important work of your entire life. Being successful, reaching your goals, being healthy, having stuff, whatever that means for you, having security, having a home that you're not worried about every three seconds if you're going to be able to pay the rent the next month or whatever it is, those basic needs and then those needs beyond those basic needs, those desires, You will only know what they are if you get to know yourself. Otherwise, you're chasing someone else's dream. 
you're chasing someone else's ideas and you're not even chasing those ideas. You're chasing your ideas about what you think their ideas are. It's just not a good place to go. So I'm grateful when I started doing the things that I'm doing that I wasn't really looking around. Mostly because there was simply nobody to look toward. There was only people that I wanted to do something different than, which is also pretty important to know yourself, know who you're not, know what you, what you don't stand for. There was a lot of yoga. There was some great yoga, but there was a lot of yoga that was abusive, that was rigid, that was tense, that was dogmatic, and I didn't like any of that. I loved yoga, but I wanted to do yoga in a way that felt like me. And it just so happens that a lot of other people did too and do too. And for that, it's not just me sharing. I didn't want it to just be me sharing. Oh, Tara's going to share yoga with the world. Yay. That's fun. I want to do that. <laughs> I want to lead classes. I want to be in front of people. I want to share. I want to chat, all these things. But I also want to teach other people how to lead yoga in this way of ease, this way of softness, this Tai Chi way of yoga. If I can do that, then these good ideas I have will live beyond me. And that's what I want. That's not what everybody else wants. Some people just want to be a yoga teacher. And that's great. It feels weird for me to say they just want to be a yoga teacher because it's not what I want. I don't want to just be a yoga teacher. I want to be a yoga teacher who helps people feel better. And I want to be a yoga teacher who empowers other yoga teachers to do it in a way that feels better for them. <laughs> so nothing wrong with just being a yoga teacher because nobody is just one thing anyway but you're actually only just you, deep thoughts. <laughs> so summing it up, ask for what you want. Forget about the budget, the numbers, the fear, the bank accounts, those kinds of things. Yuck, forget about it. You have to figure out your finances, of course. You have to pay your bills and maybe get a job, all these things. This is a separate conversation. I'm talking about the fun of collaboration, the fun of doing things. And that's an asking, hey, do you want to do this with me? There's a new book project that just kind of happened for me. We're, it's not a done deal or anything, but we're in the creative stages. It's with me and another person. And this person asked me, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. So then I asked her back <laughs> and we asked each other. And this kind of asking for what you want isn't, I'm going to ask you and then you're going to give me something, right? It's, I'm going to ask you what I want, and then I'm going to wait for you to ask me what you want. And then let's see if we can dance a little bit. Let's see if we can play a little bit. So I hope that encourages you to play a little bit, to be hopeful to be energetic, to enjoy your unique creative gifts. And without sounding too disconnected, this is not meant to be a financial conversation about how to pay your bills and how to earn a bunch of money and all of that stuff. This is sheerly about creativity and process and what feeds your soul in that way. I have other podcasts about doing what you want to do as a passion to 
pay your bills or work toward that, if that's something interesting to you, that's a cool conversation, but this is not what we're having here. For that conversation, I have to sit down. (laughs) I have to think about it a little bit because that involves, for most of us, it did involve for me as well and still does. I like to do many things. Doing many things even the things that you don't want to be doing necessarily until the things that you do want to be doing take up more and more of your time. And that's kind of a general way of gliding over that. That's a really easy way to approach sustainability in your passions and help you get excited about that too if you're on that page. But in the meantime, ask for what you want. And then listen to what the other person wants and then see if you can create a little dance together. So let's have a a simple breathing moment to get to know ourselves again in this moment again today and get hopeful, get excited about asking. Roll around a bit here until you find your center. Watch your breath move you. Watch your breath move through you. And ask yourself, what do you want? It's a hard question sometimes for some of us. It can be a real challenge. What do you want? How do you want to feel? And what do you want? It's okay to have a goal. It's okay to want to collaborate with someone. It's okay to have a dream to meet someone, to work with them. I did. It happened for me. It happened for so many people in this kind of process. It's not guaranteed, but this process of asking is the same process that so many people who it works out for use. So I'm happy to lead us here so we can be reminded that these cool things can happen. They can happen for you. Not just a privileged few, but they can happen for you. You deserve to get what you want. Get really clear, though, about what it is you want. Be honest with yourself about what you want. Don't lie about what you want. Be honest. Notice how you feel right now. Take a big inhale. Long exhale. Let it go. Have a wonderful day and see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.